The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everybody. We are live right here on SportsGrid for another edition of the early line on a Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Wright's odd pair of golf guys set to go here on the network. DRS, how you feeling? Feeling good. Primetime golf certainly is the way to go. And I got a couple beefs to pick with the USGA, but away we go on a two-hour show on a Friday. Let's do it. Yeah, I do. That gets me energized. That gets me energized, people. Because when when Donnie's angry about the, the committee, if you will, Good things Mm -hmm. are to come. Uh, And I'll tell you, great things came yesterday from Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley. Whoa, my goodness. Now, the U.S. Open has never seen a 62 here. (laughs) And then, all of a sudden, we're just rolling 62s out. In fact, in the history of majors, we'd only seen a 62 once before. Two of them in basically quick succession as Fowler's record was tied by Xander Shoffley about 20 minutes later. They're the co-leaders right now at the U.S. Open, both eight under. Yeah, impressive golf all the way through. But again, this is the USGA. This is the U.S. Open where par is supposed to be a testament here. So if you can extrapolate, Kevin, over four rounds with a minus eight, is somebody going to shoot 30 under par in this tournament in the U.S.? Come on now, enough with it. I can't take away from the great golf because obviously the conditions were wonderful. The players came to play. That's all fine and good. But the fun of this tournament for the casual golfer is, look at those guys out there, Kevin. They're struggling just like me. I, listen, not, not not if you got Xander Schauffele to finish inside the top 20. That would not be true. fun for this yeah. tournament. I'm pretty sure that this is exactly what we were looking to see out here. And Xander is the new favorite to win the U.S. Open at plus 300. And Ricky Fowler is the third choice right now at plus 650. Sandwiched in between them, Rory McIlroy will get into that. But, Donnie, to kind of lead into what you were just saying here, a lot of mm-hmm. chatter around this golf course right now is the Los Angeles Country Club here too easy there was so much talk going into the week of oh could this course be too difficult the one thing though that a lot of people have been saying heading in now to friday and of course the weekend is watch out there's not going to be a consistent stream of 62s at least that's the expectation 
No, there's not. And also in golf, Kevin, you know, like a, let's just say Citizens Bank ballpark in Philadelphia here for the Philadelphia Phillies. They don't change the dimensions on a day-to-day basis to make it tougher or harder to hit home runs. But you can actually do that in a golf tournament. Lengthen the amount of, excuse me, lengthen the holes. And also, more importantly, just change the cups there on the green to some more intriguing propositions where that putt isn't so easy anymore. There's a lot of things they can doctor. Let's see if they do it today. Absolutely. Again, just so much to to be excited about here with the U.S. Open. I, I think we're quite fortunate. Again, just kind of picking up the baton from the NBA season, uh, and they delivered uh, in round one. Excited to get involved here with round two. DeAndre Hopkins' latest, Donnie. He, visit, he visited the New England Patriots. Now, if I, if I read this correctly, he also did this over multiple days. I mean, what is this here? A college visit? How many more official visits does DeAndre Hopkins have? Is he a five-star recruit? A four-star? What is going on here? Taking photos of Matthew Judon? I don't even know if that matters. Because it's not like, oh, eyeball emoji, what's going on? We know what's going on. He's visiting the Patriots. And maybe Micah Parsons will take him to a Dallas Mavericks summer league game in Las Vegas. Maybe that'll pop up here. But also, let's get to the point. If you're running a team down at LA Fitness right now, you probably are trying to pay him a little bit more than these NFL teams. A superstar wide receiver in his prime is begging for a job with teams that basically don't have a quarterback or the system that can even help the guy out. I've never seen this before. We bring our radio audience into the fold here on a Friday morning. I And we'll get into this a little bit more. I don't know if I agree with the notion that he's begging. But I will say what he's doing is maybe not super, super clear. We will get into it here. The other NFL story, Donnie, is that J.K. Dobbins skips out on practice, little upset about the dollars coming his way. And if Baltimore, well, if the Lamar Jackson story is anything to go off of here, uh, J.K. Dobbins is not going to be paid anytime soon. I mean, come on, Kevin. You know me. I like to equate different situations. This guy shows up to work just about as much as you do here on the Sports Grid Network, and he's asking for higher pay. Oh, enough oh, with it, J.K. Dobbins. Enough. Oh, my. You know what? Hold on. Ready for this one? You're right, because J.K. and I both do our best work uh... on weekends. Moving forward, Mexico, USA, last night, DRS, out there on the pitch. Whoa, Team USA. Lighten them up. Then there was a big old scrap, a little brouhaha, a red card for Weston McKinney, which is not good because now he's going to uh, miss a match against Canada. But nevertheless, a big time rivalry, USA, a brace for Pulisic. Yeah, three to nothing. How about that? Running away from L3 at this point. Let's just see what they can do because the one good thing about this, Kevin, there really is no pressure also in qualifying for the next World Cup. Why is that? When you're the home team, you're automatically in. Smooth sailing for Team USA. In Major League Baseball news, Rob Manfred said he feels, quote, sorry for the fans about the what is happening in Oakland. Here, listen, I know that Rob has kind of turned this around. It's been a while, though, since I've seen a Manfred quote, a photo of Manfred, and it just looked like a bunch of malarkey. It is a bunch of malarkey. It doesn't feel bad for anything. It's all about money in Major League Baseball. If you can get a team (laughs) to to go to a new city and pay for your stadium, you're going to do it every single time. The only thing he's going to sneaky do is put an expansion team at Oakland and everybody else gets broken off in Major League Baseball with that fee that you have to pay to get into Major League Baseball. He knows what he's doing. He don't feel bad for anybody. By the way, the, the Rays won their 50th game yesterday, but they did not cover the run line as we warned on the show. We started off U.S. Open, day number one. What happened? A lot. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSC SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on Sports Grid, it is the early line. We begin at Los Angeles Country Club here, the U.S. Open history in round number one. Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley both eight under through one. 62s, historic numbers from both of these golfers to open up this tournament here. Let's hear from Ricky Fowler after his incredible day on the golf course. Uh, it was a great day. Um, you know, got off to a nice start making three on ten and just... I mean, never really thought about a, a score or necessarily what I was trying to do out there. Yeah, I knew there's birdies to be made out here, but you have to drive it well and get the ball in position first. Um, so, yeah, we did that, and from there just managed our way around really well. It's definitely been long and tough. Uh, a lot longer being in that situation than you'd ever want to, and um, but it makes it you know so worth it having gone through that and being back where we are now. Um, you know, I would say we're, we're starting to get maybe as close as we've ever been to, to where I was through kind of that 14, 15 area. And just with, I've been playing, you know, fairly consistently, but a lot of it for me is what I've been able to get out of kind of off weeks or where I'm not playing very well and still able to, you know, make sure, make the cut and kind of turn those into at least top 20s or top 10s. And the last few years, those were missed cuts and going home. Um, and I mean, this week, I mean, off to a good start, but there's there's still plenty of golf to be played. It's going to be tough tomorrow afternoon, and um, but at least you know got out of the gate and we're off to, like I said, a good start. It really, you know, I feel Donnie there a nice breakdown from Fowler, not just of what he was able to do yesterday, but kind of the build up for something like this because one of golf's premier names. And then things obviously took a step back. But also what jumps off the page is him saying he felt like there were birdies to be had out there. Uh, yeah, he proved it. Ten of them yesterday for Ricky Fowler in that first round. Xander actually only had eight, which, yes, means he had a bogey-free round. Xander Shoffley yesterday, Donnie, out there on the course. 
Yeah, by the way, Ricky Fowler out here, 2009, right, is when he turned pro. No doubt he still walks into a bar to this day, Kevin, and he has to get carded here. Still looks like he's 16, but obviously playing way above his pay grade for what he was doing the past two years. But should we see this coming here from him? Because you look at his last two tournaments there, the Schwab tied for sixth, the Memorial tied for ninth, playing really good golf at this point. One of those guys that we used to like to say, Kevin, was he the best golfer in the world that yet to win his major? Well, he's in position now. Let's see if he can hold up. Yeah, this is one of those things, though, where kind of golfer pedigree, though, still matters. And what I mean by that is both Shoffley and Fowler, Donnie, eight under, but not the same price here in this tournament, and not even one, two. Xander is the new favorite, sitting at plus 300. He's up from an 18-to-1 price, but Rory McIlroy is your second choice, and then it is Fowler sitting at plus 650. So you can still tell that this is going to be a – you know, it's going to be, there's some doubt on a Ricky Fowler, right? DRS, he's got round two matchups where people are going to be looking to fade him there because it can be difficult for those round one leaders to hold serve. I want to check in, though, with the top names here. And you know exactly who I'm talking about, the big guns of this tournament, and that is Brooks Kepka, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy. There's a prop on the FanDuel Sportsbook, by the way, plus 196 for one of those guys to win this tournament. It's minus 260 on the field. Scheffler, right? Right now, DRS is plus 650, basically the same price as he was pre-tournament, shooting three under in that opening round. And then you've got Rory to start with those two, because clearly their pricing right now is much different than Rom or Brooks here. And then Rory goes out there with a phenomenal open round, almost kind of lost a lot of momentum on 18, where he was fighting for his life to avoid a double bogey and was able to. And he took that bogey and he finishes five under here. Uh, for me, both Rory and Scotty Scheffler, two guys I'm invested in pre-tournament, awesome starts for both of them out here at the U.S. Open. Yes, and the talent level of the golfer, too, because you're right about that. It's price appropriate here at the FanDuel Sportsbook of what you think is going to happen. Yes, we know Ricky Fowler's a good golfer. There's a lot of good golfers on the PGA Tour, but do you have that championship pedigree? Have you won before? Have we seen you in a major tournament down the stretch fold or certainly surge to the lead? The one thing that is very interesting to me, though, Kevin, is Xander Schauffele, yes, good golfer. Ricky Fowler, yes. Like Dustin Johnson at minus six, but also bringing up the point of Rory McIlroy. What do we always say? Like, oh, maybe a slow start in the tournament plays well on Saturday or Sunday, but he's 10 shots back. So whether or not he charges late in the tournament, it really doesn't matter. I'm intrigued by him shooting that five under par because as you go to bed that night and wake up the next day and say to yourself, I'm within three shots of the lead heading into Friday. Heck, if I put on another good show, I might find myself in the lead by the time we even get to Saturday. Those are the guys I look for because sometimes you can have other golfers step up in big moments say wow didn't really see that coming but the fact of the matter is when the most talented players in the world are up at the top mm -hmm. of the leaderboard after round one kevin they typically stay there and run with the tournament as well no no doubt about it and and scheffler specifically donnie because it was a slow mm -hmm. start for him right through the first eight holes he was one over and then he just yeah. battles back, battles back, battles back. And it, again, it's one of those things for Scotty Scheffler. You, you know his golf will be consistent no matter what. To get to the other two big guns here, John Rahm is one under. That bops his price back to 20 to 1. Brooksy, with that struggling day relative to, he blew up an odds boost from FanDuel, which was both him and Rory yeah. to beat par, as Brooks could not climb back and finished one over. He's here at that 50 to 1 range. 
of these two golfers, I'm trying to find some ROM prices to get in on Donnie as his round two score almost always improves at a major. In six of his last seven majors, his round two score was better than round one. The exception was at the Masters because he shot a 65 in the opening round and he won that tournament here. I'd love to find a way to get involved with Rom, but his, his round two score is 68 and a half, which is a tricky number to back because of what, you know, what that really means. It is tricky, but the top golfers in the world, as we've shown, Kevin, you know, there's a lot of guys way under par, but there's also a lot of guys in that field, even par or higher. But usually the cream rises to the top. Now, if you take a look at a typical U.S. Open, let's just say if Rom was five shots back, and forget about just the tournament and what his, he's actually back. Let's just call it five shots. And it was a typical Open where the leader, Kevin, was minus one and Rom was like plus four. You'd say, man, there's not a lot of birdies out there. He's just going to have to play, you know, aggressive golf, which might really get him in trouble. But Kevin, the birdies are out there they showed it yesterday if we get another nice mm -hmm. weather day and maybe they don't change the course up all that much that benefits the players who are ultra aggressive and we've seen them go on birdie runs before if you take a look at Rahm and let's just say he is seven shots back he can look at this and go hey man I shoot 65 today which is five under and maybe you know the ultimate leaders in the tournament don't go that low I'm going to be right in this I would be more worried about Rahm if the scoring was a lot tougher because it'd be harder to make up strokes gained just because you're hoping guys double bogey where you stay on a par level that's not the case here. Rom's going to be ultra aggressive. And if I'm betting on Rom today and I see the 68 and a half, which means he has to go three under par, I think that's a solid bet. Absolutely. So there's a couple of other names out there, Donnie, who's I think opening rounds caught the attention. Uh, for mm -hmm. me, you know, Bryson is one of them. He has not shot under par in round two in six straight majors, which lines up with a guy that went three under here. Now, again, it's a little expensive. I believe minus 150 for him to be par or over, right, in round number two here. But Bryson is someone that, if we're, if we're always talking about backing guys, in terms of fade material, Bryson DeChambeau would fit that for me here heading into the second day of action. Yeah, like not to slander Bryson DeChambeau, but it's not a gimmick golf that he does play. I'm going to wind up and power this ball, and if it's going straight, I'm going to score really well. But in the U.S. Open, which typically, mm -hmm. Kevin, is built for a lot of rough, that gets you in trouble. You can't overpower typically U.S. Open golf courses because if you miss the fairway, you're done. I don't care if you hit it 400 yards on a hole that's 470. Those last 70 yards yeah. are going to be really tough when you're digging out a four- to five-inch rough. Absolutely so. Again, it was a tremendous day uh, out there at the U.S. Open, and the expectation is going to be a lot harder. We'll reset things at the top of hour two, but coming up next, Major League Baseball, Otani is at it again. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We continue things with some Major League Baseball, and I refuse to start anywhere other than Shohei Otani because this was kind of the, this is the Otani experience, if you will, last night against the Angel, against the Rangers. One of their top guys, and Nathan Ivaldi on the mound. Uh, Texas, a minus 140 range favorite here, and Otani does it all. He goes out there, six innings of work, just two earned runs puts a win on the table, and in the eighth inning, to give a little bit of comfort out there, hits a two-run homer that went a nice and calm 443 feet. We talked about it heading into yesterday. It continues last night, Donnie, as Otani is just right now operating at a top, top level. Yes, he is. And how about Otani on the season now, Kevin, crossing that threshold at the plate over 300 now. Mike Trout, by the way, only hitting 248 after an 0 for 4 collar. But Shohei Otani is the show at this point. Very good on the mound. And let's keep in mind, Kevin, it's not as if he went out against like the Pittsburgh Pirates, Oakland A's, or the Kansas City Royals. You go on the road to take on a really good opponent in solid lineup in the Texas Rangers. Your six innings, two earned runs, certainly a quality start here. But also, you're right, Eovaldi, seven innings pitched, three earned runs in this game. I did have an RBI prop in this game on Corey Seager. Always, Kevin, comes up in the ninth inning, bases loaded, one out, line drive, doesn't get the runner in. So that sort of hurt my night there. But certainly, Otani mm -hmm. was a sensational performer once again. And boy, oh boy, let's start those contract negotiations with Artie Moreno, owner of the Los Angeles Angels. Can I start the contract negotiations, though? Just, I, I know I do this very regularly, Donnie, right? But they, they get the win here. They're 39 and 32. This is hardly a, a team that is going to be eliminated from playoff contention by the time we get to the deadline, I think is the best way to put it. I don't think there's a, eh, but we'll see. I don't think there's a losing streak in them that when we get to, you know, to trade deadline time, the Angels are. 18 games under for you. You know what I mean? Like, that's not where we're going to be with the Angels. If you are in charge in Los Angeles, and knowing that they have reported he is willing to walk if he does not feel like you can contend at the highest level, can the Angels truly risk Donnie losing Otani for nothing? I mean, is that not 10 times worse than trading Otani at the deadline? What do you mean? They'd get like a compensatory first-round draft pick if they lose Shohei Otani here to a massive oh, free agent contract. But it is a double-edged sword for the Angels, and there is a price point here where some things do make some sense and some things don't. But granted, we expect that whole you know marketplace here for Shohei Otani to be pretty crazy if he does reach open free agency. But I think your point is valid. We talked about it yesterday on the radio. You say, hey, you know what? 
the Cardinals continue to stink up the joint out here. Like, why don't the Angels go after like a Paul Goldschmidt or just add like two all-star rental players, Kevin, per se, for the remaining parts of the season just to have some fun and say, hey, show, hey, look at this, man. We made a run to the playoffs. We got there. We won a round. We can build on this thing. Have some fun. Let's get you signed here and see if we can improve our ball club. It'll be interesting to watch it play out that way. But I think you're right. The time that what put it this way, Kevin. What do you have to lose by trying to win games here and trading a couple of those prospects that you can't give up here in order to get legitimate gold glove all-star MVP caliber talent in to help some of these guys out? What a fun team it would be for the Angels if they got hot and added more talent. It'd be it'd be great. Is that going to happen? That, that's just that, that's what it comes down to. Like right now, okay, you go to those American League wild card standings, Donnie, because it feels like the Angels are playing some good baseball. They're not in. And the teams above them are the Yankees and the Astros. Typically, you know, one and two as it pertains to the American League. That's who they're chasing. I Look, I, I know this is difficult there. I, I know it is. And I know I, I personally like to talk about trades quite a bit. But the world where next season, we are breaking down Shohei Otani MVP odds, and he's playing on a team that's not the Angels, and the Angels have the worst odds of any team in the entire American League West, even worse than the Vegas Oakland Athletics, because they got nothing back for Shohei, is just one that if I were Los Angeles, I would be far more cognizant of. I don't think, Donnie, you can just go down this season with a big smile on and be like, things are great. They're not great. Otani is not Trout. I do not think he signs here and says, boy, we had a fun push. It's okay we missed the playoffs. At least we were competing for a spot. And then why don't the Los Angeles Angels probably explore all avenues, Kevin? How about this? Hey, Shohei, you're the centerpiece of our foundation. You're going to cost a lot of money. We have another guy that makes over $300 million. How about we trade that guy, Kevin, who makes $300 million in Mike Trout and get 10 prospects back and build with you, Shohei Otani, as the leader of the ball club here? There's a lot of options on the table, but it just seems wild that – Maybe the best option yeah. is to break up maybe the two best players in baseball who are on the same team because it doesn't work. It still gets back to the point where it's not the NBA where it's like, hey, five starters, you got nine, you got new pitchers. He can't throw Shohei Otani like it's women's softball every single day. But mm -hmm. how can you not make it where Otani and Trout are on the same team and it can't work? It's, it's baffling. But it's where we are and it's what it's been this entire time. Yeah. And I guess they're just going to keep pretending that's not the case. Yesterday, Donnie, the first game on the slate featured Baltimore and Toronto. And the Orioles take this series here, two out of three games. Adley Rushman was excellent. And what stands out to me, as this is another, you know, impressive result here for Baltimore, AL East odds, minus 470 on Tampa. The notion is nobody will catch them. But then it's 7-1 to on the Yanks, 13-1 to on Toronto, 17-1 to on Baltimore. That's wild. Those are big gaps there, especially that Yankees-Orioles gap that is really indefensible in, in my eyes. Uh, why is it that? But is this a dangle price? Is it a here, come get it, because nobody's actually catching Tampa anyway price? It looks like a lot of Baltimore disrespect. 
Yeah, it's what we call like the Dave Sharapam pricing program, right? Like, hey, you want to take the Baltimore Orioles? Good. We'll raise the odds even more. You want another piece of them? The reason why that is, Kevin, it's not because we don't think the Orioles are a good ball club. You know, we're midway through June now. They're 43 and 25. They're a good ball club. But it's one of those that even as a handicapper, Kevin, every day I go, let's just say if you want to fade the Yankees, like, oh, is Garrett calling them out? Yeah, maybe pass on that. Regardless of what the numbers are, just that big name there. Every time you look at the Baltimore Orioles star, like, who's this guy? He should get lit up today, right? And it hasn't happened yet. But those odds at the FanDuel Sportsbook sort of looming going, hey, how much longer can we go with the starting staff here where they're actually dominating in a tough division overall? That's what they're pricing it at right now because we don't see what's happening with the Orioles because they're a really good baseball team. But if you're trying to project that, you go, how long can the starting staff actually be really this good, Kevin? Which then kind of leads to the fact that Tampa Bay is the first team to get to 50 wins uh, for whatever reason. I mean, Otani might have just got traded, Donnie. I mean, the American League odds are, are locked right now. I'm just saying. Like, Otani might be on his way to the Bronx. I don't know. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the story is here. But we know Take the Rays are, are the favorite in the American League. The, I mm-hmm. think the thing with Tampa, though, is because there's still plenty of season left, right? About I think I think it's exactly 90 games in their season. Do you think that there's anything that Tampa can do from now until we get to the postseason to really win people over as it pertains to, uh, you know, I feel like you either believe or you don't already in Tampa Bay in terms of whether or not this team is going to be winning the American League. You're right about that because Tampa's M.O. necessarily is not like, hey, now look like we just talked about the Angels. Well, let's go get Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, let's go see if we can, you know, rip Nolan Arenado from uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Who cares about the contract? We'll, we'll, we won't be spending 50 this year because we're going for it. It's almost like do you see the team now in the field for the Rays. That's the team that you're going to get the rest of the way, which always makes those high-powered rosters so intriguing. Well, you know the Dodgers are going to add somebody. You know the Yankees are going to add somebody. We look at the Rays and go, yeah, that's what they are. That's why they win baseball games all the way through. It's almost like a machine that just keeps on going and doesn't need any major upgrades to its parts here. A lot of people will just look at the Rays and go, man, look at that lineup. Who do they actually have in it anyway at this point? And again, back to my point, nobody knows who McClanahan is. Is he a good pitcher? Is he not a good pitcher? Has he been around for a long Hmm. time? What does he actually look like? That's the vibe, though. That's why Tampa Bay doesn't get a lot of respect, Kevin, because they don't have an Aaron Judge in the middle of that lineup that people can gravitate towards. Yeah, it makes all the difference there. Look, if we only have time for one more, I want it to be this one, which is Philly and Arizona. As the Phils finish off taking three out of four in Arizona, the Phillies are back up over 500. The Diamondbacks, though, is a team that we've talked about, you know, comparable to Baltimore, right? They have the second-best record right now, the Diamondbacks, in the National League. Is this series to you more about Arizona coming back to reality or the Phillies playing some of their best baseball? Yeah, the, the Phillies have too much talent just to be wallowing around 500. So normally you'd go out to Arizona, you're supposed to take care of business. But this is a different Arizona ball club. They're very good. They have a, an elite starting pitching staff, which has a couple guys up top really performing well. And, and that lineup is awesome. Both lefties and righties, a lot of switch hitters, and they're performing. But this is more of a microcosm of the Philadelphia Phillies season, Kevin. Is What I keep talking about is don't worry about the Phillies in the regular season as long as they're playing good baseball with a legitimate chance to get in the playoffs in September. The cream will rise to to the top on a lot of these guys and also Kevin talking about RBI shots yesterday Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber each only had one base hit but both had RBIs yesterday this is what they do that roster is very good top to bottom and we'll see if the Phillies add on at the deadline but I like what the Phillies are doing remove the record at 35 and 34 they just need to be healthy through the remaining parts of the summer and get those superstar players to perform like their paychecks tell them
both of these teams have the same price to win the National League at 15 to 1. What's even more incredible is the team in front of them, and it's in front of them by quite a bit, is a plus 950 on the San Diego Padres, who are multiple games under 500, seven and a half back of Arizona. When will San Diego turn it around? Well, to tie this all together, they start a series with the Rays tonight. We'll preview that game in hour two. But it's a football Friday, like always, right here on the early line. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your entire life you've been told to save. But has anyone helped you figure out how to spend? With Fidelity Income Planning, get help creating a personalized plan for cash flow, even when you're not working. One that includes your 401k and all your other accounts. Make informed decisions that best fit your life ahead, whether one-on-one or through our planning tools. Learn more at fidelity.com slash income planning. Advisory services provided by Fidelity Personal and Workplace Advisors, LLC for a fee. Brokerage services by Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on the grid. What do you say? A little football? A little NFL chatter? Yesterday night. Kansas City Chiefs celebrating their Super Bowl victory with some championship rings. Let's get this out of the way. I didn't like seeing that. I'm still upset about it. That's the story there. And I used to speak speak nothing but nice things about Kansas City on this program. And I, I think that'll continue. Man, if it does not bother me seeing them celebrate that Super Bowl. And I'm not I'm not even doing the whole they didn't deserve it. That's not the point. It has nothing to do with Bradbury or anything of the nature. It just still hurts DRS. It hurts. And I, and I think I needed to address that off the top. I think you're correct, too. And also, Kevin, we talked about it, you know, during the breaks here, the way they design the rings overall, right? 13 rubies here, 16 diamonds yeah. over here. But you know what my favorite one was, Kevin? The big diamond in the middle is actually an asterisk that says we shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. The Eagles were the better team, but the field was bad. And also, <laughs> we got the call of a referee late in the game. I like that that part best. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I, th- I, I, it's probably engraved on, in every single one of those rings, that nice little message there. But whenever you see a team celebrating the Super Bowl, it leads to the old question of, well, will they do it again? And I decided let's have a little fun here, Donnie, on this Friday and take a look at the Super Bowl odds where the Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite 
at plus 600. The Eagles are the second choice at 8-1. to one. It's at 9-1 to one Buffalo, 10-1 to one on Cincinnati. And then you start to factor in some much bigger gaps there for the rest of that AFC conference here. So the jumping off point for me for this conversation on ter- in terms of the Chiefs and repeating, Donnie, is how much does the notion of a repeat factor in? Do you know what I mean? Where you're saying, you know what, ah, it's hard to repeat. I don't like Kansas City. Or is that irrelevant to you in evaluating their chances? It's pretty irrelevant as long as you have maybe the most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL who supposedly is coming back healthy off of that ankle injury. Riddle me this too, Kevin. You tell me that Patrick Mahomes had an ankle injury that was so bad that was able to play throughout the playoffs and the Super Bowl, but it took him months afterwards just to recover from that ankle injury, but only needed 20 minutes at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we could start all that up and have some fun with that overall. But as long as you have Mahomes, as long as you have Andy Reid, who's betting against the Kansas City Chiefs, Kevin? The novice better, right? Every single week you go in and say, okay, let me see who I want to bet against. Let me see who I want to take this week. I can guarantee you that they X off Kansas City. You know, I say like sometimes home team or no team. Ooh, can I take Kansas City? No, it doesn't look like it. Well, how about the team? No, no, not even looking at the team they're playing. It's so hard because you expect them just to score 35 points every single game. Hey, look, the Chiefs are down 10 nothing in the first quarter, which would be a death sentence to so many teams, Kevin, throughout the NFL. Not the Kansas City Chiefs. They live on the edge consistently. Why? Because yeah. Patrick Mahomes always has them in the football game. It's hard to bet against the Kansas City Chiefs, Kevin. Too much talent. 100%. And I'm not saying, hey, Donnie, I want you to come on here and tell me that you've got Kansas City missing the postseason. It's more so, though, we've not seen a team repeat in nearly two decades. You're going back to the 0405 Patriots run. If you want to start pulling up Super Bowl repeats there, right? Broncos did it in the late 90s. And then again, then you're starting to really go back. It's 10 teams repeat in the modern era. Is, is, is there something to the notion? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Because New England was still going every single year. They just maybe weren't finishing it as quickly. Heck, Mahomes, right? I mean, if you look at this run here, win a Super Bowl, lose a Super Bowl, fall short in a conference championship game, win a Super Bowl. That's the run for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, for and, and the year before winning the Super Bowl, they were, you know, they played the New England Patriots in that conference championship game. So right now, that is kind of seemingly his floor is making the AFC championship game. But I do think it's relevant, Nani. I think repeating is a super, super difficult thing. We're coming off of the Denver Nuggets and their championship, right? And their favorites to repeat. And, you know, I mean, Michael Malone runs to the podium, and I'm not even talking about yesterday's parade. I'm talking about right after. And the first thing he said was, we want to win more championships. And that's great. And everybody does. But remember when the Bucs were about to go on a dynastic run, Donnie, and rip off, you know, NBA Finals after NBA Finals, and we've not seen that in Milwaukee? Tom Brady and Tampa Bay win a Super Bowl. And you look at it and you go, that's just going to happen consistently because the division is light. Tom is Tom. Everybody's going there. Well, it wasn't the same success for Brady and the Bucs. And again, Kansas City's floor with Mahomes has been the conference championship game. But repeating is difficult. And that matters to me. I don't think I want to bet them 
at plus 600 to win a Super Bowl here, Donnie. I think it could be a struggle for them to go out there and secure top spot in the AFC like they had during this run. Because I think that AFC West and all the promise that that division had last season, it didn't cash in on. I think it could cash in on this season a better Charger team, a better Bronco team, a better Raider team. I mean, look, valid points all the way around because the NFL is one of those leagues that says, hey, you know what? You want it? Congratulations. We're going to make it as hard as possible on you to actually repeat by giving you the lowest draft pick possible. And also on top of that, Kevin, give you what theoretically is supposed to be the toughest schedule because it would be a first place schedule. So it is tough to repeat. But sometimes it doesn't just come down to this, Kevin. You watch in the Super Bowl. You watch last year. You watch, heck, for like the past decade. If Patrick Mahomes is lined up there with a healthy Travis Kelsey, it's almost like, so what? Who, who just put in average wide receivers to excel? They lost Tyreek Hill, man. They're, how's that offense going to work now? Because Travis Kelsey now is going to see it work just fine. They went up and down the field on most NFL football teams. That's the way I look at it. Health, again, it's sort of a scapegoat to say, well, if the Chiefs stay healthy next year, Kevin, they can be a really good football team. But in the NFL, that is really a day-to-day -day process. You also saw Patrick Mahomes with a high ankle sprain still able to win a Super Bowl and fight through the playoffs and into the Super Bowl and get injured in the Super Bowl and still win. So it's one of those things I say, well, as long as Mahomes, is, well, he wasn't even healthy last year, Kevin, and they still won. Andy Reid is a sensational coach. Mahomes might go down as the best quarterback to ever lace them up. Now, granted, you're going to have those arguments with Tom Brady and championships and LeBron and going up against Michael Jordan. We'll see. But right now, Patrick Mahomes, for my money, the best I've ever seen from a talent perspective and putting it together on the field. He's outrageously talented. And he's a favorite to go out there and repeat as MVP. <sighs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's a co-favorite with, with Barrow and Allen. It's the, look, I, I think repeating at MVP is also going to be a very tricky thing there for mm -hmm. Mahomes. Donnie, let's get to some free agents here. The two big names on the block, Hopkins and Cook. You asked me this question last week on radio. Who signs first, DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook? I confidently told you Dalvin Cook. I thought he was going to sign that weekend. Dalvin Cook is not signed with a team. DeAndre Hopkins has 17 more official visits he needs to go on. But now at least I get to flip it back to you. Who signs first, DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook? It's got to be DeAndre Hopkins. But again, we don't really know the price points. But I'm going to tell you right now, it will be DeAndre Hopkins if the Dalvin Cook and his camp are serious about, yeah, $10 million is where that starting point is. Yeah, you might not even get a job next year in the NFL if that's your starting point for Dalvin Cook. But let's be serious about this, Kevin. How many times do we hear over the like the offseason, let's get DeAndre Hopkins into camp, let's get him with Mac Jones. You know, those two guys can spend a weekend with the wide receivers in oh. Colorado on one of those, hey, we ride jet skis and we throw passes and we bond together. I never once heard in my entire life we got to get this running back in here to get acclimated with our offense and the quarterback here that just doesn't happen so i do see deandre hopkins because also wide receivers typically in the nfl now kevin way more important than running backs are but also it's the price point i have no i would like to see this we tried to get into it with you know lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens which side is telling what story because for the fact of the matter that when hopkins got cut the excitement right away was like, wow, like he's a free agent right now. Teams love wide receivers. What's going to take place? And he's going on tour, Kevin. And it's not even like, hey, you know, he's going to show up at the Rams, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Bills, the Dolphins. Like he's showing up to the offensive dregs, Tennessee, New England. I don't know what to make of it here, but I still think he signs before Dalvin Cook. So I'll circle back to Hopkins in a moment.
I can't believe I'm setting myself up for this. Why is Dalvin Cook not worth $10 million? It, Don, it's not like there's no running back. This is what I'm talking The perception around Dalvin Cook and perception is can be reality, mm-hmm. but it's com- it, he's not Zeke. He's, he's, he is not Zeke. The Vikings made a money-saving move and have transitioned to a lesser mm-hmm. running back. Yes. Tony Pollard is making $10.1 million with that tag, right? So is Josh Jacobs and so is Saquon Barkley. Mixon's out here going over $12 million. Nick Chubb, in terms of cap hits, Donnie, Nick Chubb's flirting with a 15 range and Derrick Henry's over that. I am not, if it's a one-year deal, you're telling me that, that a team couldn't justify paying Dalvin Cook one year $10 million. Donnie, is he still not one of the 10 best running backs in football? Here's the issue, Kevin. We never know truly what goes on behind the scenes here. And it has a lot to do with the Andre Hopkins as well on the outside. We're all madding guys, right? Like, wow, you see the highlights from this guy to pass fight? He's going to latch on immediately for big money. Oh. He's still unsigned for a reason. Now, granted, it is after the free agent process and teams that are budgeted basically for this year. But I understand where you're coming from. Wow, Dalvin Cook can be the difference on a great team to make them just a little bit better like the Buffalo Bills have always been looking for. There's a reason why he's not snapped up right away. And to your point, even more valid, the Minnesota Vikings, if they kept the band together, might have been the favorite to win that division over the Detroit Lions. But they seeming like are on that pattern, like, oh, we'll just keep our quarterback. We'll let go of veteran wide out. We'll let go Dalvin Cook. There's a reason Dalvin Cook was let go, Kevin. It wasn't just money. The medicals that we don't have the advantage of to take a look at, it has to be a lot of that. Because why would you let Dalvin Cook go on a team that doesn't necessarily have massive cap implications? Save money on what? Losing? Like, if they honestly thought Dalvin Cook was worth keeping on that team and they could win that division, they would have done it here. Like, the the price point has already been paid out. The signing signing bonuses were in hand. There's reasons that these players are cut, and not just because they're malcontents in the locker room. There are medical number, medical you know charts we aren't at liberty to see. What happens if it comes out? Hey, by the way, psst, let me let you know it's a secret. He's got no cartilage left in his left knee. We don't know that stuff. We honestly don't, Kevin. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's all all. We there was a target date for them to release him as they were gonna get into June. They got into June and then released him. I mean, I think it was that simple. Guys get released for for money reasons all the time. That, that uh, that's why Zeke got released. Honestly, I mean Jerry yeah, probably still wanted to keep him. This late in the game, though, like you know, like at the end of the season, you could see big money releases. Hey, the money we're changes. Going Donnie. a different direction here. There's there's cap figures that change. It's the post June one cut. Post June one, it's, yeah. It's an, it, but you can designate yeah, so those guys in February as a post June one cut. They didn't do that because they tried to trade him, and it didn't work out. But, I, Again, the whole scenario behind it, though, is if Dalvin Cook was elite running back, he's not getting let go by Minnesota at this point. I like Dalvin Cook. I think he can help a team. So don't you don't think he's wrong, an elite running back? But there's reasons. I, I, I don't say, think Donnie, he's, I don't I think think it's he's a that difficult. guy that can have 300 calories. I don't. It's very difficult every time there's a player that gets released or is in a contract debate, and you go, well, here's the thing. All 32 NFL teams know this big secret that nobody else knows, and that's why the player's released. That... All th- every team in the NFL knew exactly what Lamar wanted. Every team in the NFL knows Dalvin Cook can't walk anymore. Every team in the NFL knows DeAndre Hopkins yeah, apparently has much. no friends. That's cr- that's bizarre. That's totally bizarre. I'm you, it, those GMs it's based talk, on man. They have a couple too. cognacs. They got a couple whiskeys in them. Hey, by the way, what's the story of Dalvin Cook? Look, we're not signing that guy. We think he's shot. Cool. Thanks for the information. I won't let it get out, but we're not signing him either. That happens, man. Yeah. That's life. 
That's life everywhere. I mean, considering everything gets leaked in the media, it's incredible these backdoor meetings never get leaked. That apparently mm. Dalvin Cook I've been can't a part run of football I've been anymore. Thanks. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement. Whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Lives are right here, closing out. Hour number one, DRS. We've got a little college football news here. The 2024 SEC football schedule comes out for the conference opponents here. And the reason this is a big deal, Texas and OU in the mix, which is what the people are looking for. Uh, Texas is going to be able to host Georgia, uh, and Oklahoma is going to be able to host Alabama. I mean, is, is that considered a soft landing then for those two programs? Yeah, and by the way, like uh, baby steps here in college football, Kevin, because I was actually surprised it wasn't the 2034 schedule because I've always been told you can't schedule games within 15 years here. It just doesn't work mathematically, but good on the SEC for getting out the 2024 schedule. And the second thing, you're right, the soft landing spot. If I'm a new SEC team like Oklahoma, you know, coming in here or Texas, the first thing I do is check to see, do we get to play Vanderbilt? And they don't. So that's a big L for them. Well, here's the other thing that did jump off the page is that Alabama and Georgia are playing one another, Donnie oh, do, here, Texas, which, oh. which, is, uh, which is nice to see because I feel like that never happens for, unless, until we get to the SEC championship game there, right? Mm-hmm. So 2024 yeah. could be complete chaos. Saban, I mean, how many bye weeks is Nick Saban going to get going into at Oklahoma and then hosting Georgia? I mean, they might be off for a month in between both games. Exactly. And by the way, Saban might leave at that point because if the students don't stay in there for that you know, all-important Citadel game late in November before they actually have to play Auburn, apparently that's what's mm. going to be the issue run-up. But I love the SEC. It looks like a lot of fun here, as it always does. But my goodness, I mean, the SEC is almost as big as the NFL number of team-wise here now. It's pretty crazy. I mean, sir. Man. No, it's... <laughs> It's such an exaggeration. I can't even take it serious, though. 
just because it does because the NFL like it just feels like you don't even know how many teams are in the NFL quite frankly it doesn't like, matter that's, that's, that's how it NFL, comes the SEC off. is too big now cut look cut Vanderbilt and it'll look a little bit better for me here for the SEC <laughs> I don't understand. Do you want a 64 team playoff? You want a 64 team playoff for a five team SEC? I would. Everybody. I don't know what it, you exactly. want. Alabama anymore. plays week number one. They're out for the rest of the year. I love it. Everybody's in a playoff. Set your mind free with a free plan from Fidelity. Start by organizing your plan around what matters most to you. As you go, you'll be able to see your full financial picture, which covers spending, saving, debt, and goals in one simple view. Get started by visiting fidelity.com slash free plan. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSC SIPC. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 